Welcome once again to Matt and Brett Love Comics. This is one of your hosts, Matt. Brett is, I'd like to say, on assignment, but is on a wonderful vacation across the country with his boyfriend, Sebastian. Uh, if you don't follow Brett on Instagram, highly recommend it. Uh, he's just Brett White. Earlier this week, he decided to start taking photos of all of the junk that he's always told us all about uh, that he had kept at his parents' place. And oh man, what a treasure trove of 90s nostalgia is. So jump on Instagram slash Brett White and check all that out. Like all those photos, I guarantee you guys will love it. Uh, we got a great show for you guys today. We hung out with Steve Snoo at Heroes Con. Yeah, Steve was great to talk to. As you're going to tell, it's another Wizard Tales episode. Steve's well-spoken, is a really great guy, and that conversation felt like 10 minutes. And then when I sat down and loaded it into the computer to edit, it was much longer. And that's the sign of a good conversation is when it feels like it took 30 seconds and, and you realize that you've been talking for such a long time. You guys will love him. He's a great guy. Make sure you support Comic Book Resources, support the review staff over there. They do great stuff. In addition, there's a little tail end to this episode. A couple of weeks ago, I was hanging out in the city and, through circumstances, uh, met a pretty famous uh, and highly influential geek individual that uh, that we'll get into on in that segment. If you follow me on Facebook or Instagram or anything, either you probably already know this story, and uh, if you know me already, Already are probably sick of hearing it, but Brett was super excited and wanted to get it on tape, and we sat down over lunch and talked about it the next day. Uh, I was slightly hungover, and I apologize if I sound like an idiot. Uh, I was still also still kind of self-conscious about talking about it because, I don't know, uh, it just it felt weird telling the story on the show. I don't know. You tell me if it sounds weird, please. Anyways, let's jump into the show. You guys are going to love it. Uh, we had a great talk with Steve. He's got some awesome stories from Wizard uh, and some great stories about his time in college and what uh, what got him started in, in the industry. And we'll be back next week with another great episode. Uh, until then, I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. So we're here with Mr. Steve Sunu from Comic Book Resources. Thanks for having me. Uh, CBR. Yeah. CBR. It's can, a thing. Can I say, can I say big wig? I, I you you could say that I don't know that it would necessarily be accurate. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, it's like bigger wig than you were like two years ago, right? That is true. Um, <laughs> I came on to CBR full time about a year and a half ago, um, as an assistant editor, and now I think I'm I, I am an editor, and I am also the reviews editor for for the website, which is yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah, you guys do really great reviews. Thank too. you. Yeah, uh, more more credit goes to my my wonderful staff, who I will name drop and hopefully not forget here. But uh, Greg McElhatton, mm-hmm. Doug Zawisa. Jennifer Chang, Kelly Thompson, uh, and I'm going to forget people, and it's going to be really embarrassing. James Hunt, uh, Nat Webb, and we have two two new reviewers as well, uh, Jim Johnson and Megan Demore, wow. who just came on. Uh, I really hope that I'm not forgetting somebody, and I know that I'm going to, and it's it's going to really it's going to be super. <laughs> but whoever That's okay. he forgets, I call my mom sometimes, and I'm like, wait, who did I call again? If, <laughs> whoever whoever I forget, I still love you just as much as I love the rest of the. And you get a hundred dollars. That is not an official guarantee. <laughs> that is not not an official guarantee. But, yeah. but my my so much of the credit goes to my my wonderful staff. They are incredible. Um, they they turn out reviews very very quickly. They have a great critical eye, and I cannot say enough good things about them. They make they. They make CBR look incredibly yeah. good when it comes to yeah. reviews, and we're very lucky to have all of them. You know, and that's uh, – it's so interesting, too, because you guys really are sort of the – the one of the – like, if not the pioneer, but, like, at the forefront of 
you know, like critical critical comics journalism on the internet. That's really what I you to say. I, established 1995? Is that what the... Yeah, it started out as uh, as Jonah Weiland's message board for Kingdom Come. Yeah. Actually, yeah, which is, it's, he, uh, Jonah, Jonah is one of the best people I know in comics. He, he just knows exactly uh, what the news needs and I'm, I'm totally yeah. like stroking his ego when I, when I say this, <laughs> but, but he's, he's the best boss I could ask for. He, he has a very, very great sense of what makes good news. Yeah. Um, a really great sense of what, what comics journalism should be, and he strives to, to hit that mark, and he he yeah. he makes all of us want to strive for it too. So I really I really can't say enough good things about my time at CBR. I love it. What beat? Uh, do you still have a beat, or what was your beat? My my I started off on the, geez, uh, I started off as a freelancer, and then I I did the Arkea beat. I yeah. still do that actually. Yeah, I write stories about Arkea. I love Arkea. Um, their their books are super awesome and like yeah. everybody loves comics I feel like because everybody who does them are so passionate about what they're doing oh absolutely and I think I think Arkea is actually like the perfect example of that because whenever you talk to a creator from Arkea they are so excited about their book man it's yeah. awesome just to like listen to them talk is uh, is just a real treat so I was on that beat for a while I did dynamite stuff for a while I read some DC things um, I'm really just all over the place now I do if if, <laughs> if something needs to get done I do it. You that's know, great. Well, you mean you're yeah. here at Heroes Con as the guy. I, I am the guy. What that have you? What panels Heroes have you covered for so far? Uh, so far for CBR, I've covered. I've live blogged the Hawkeye panel oh. with Matt Fraction. How which was, was really, that? It was excellent. Oh, so I heard he was, I, he, he was. He was dropping hilarious. spoilers. He did drop spoilers. He did drop spoilers. It was. It was a lot of fun to to just watch. Like watching Matt Fraction talk is awesome. Yeah. Uh, just just it. listen. Like he plays a crowd like a fiddle. It's oh, fantastic. Yeah. And you, you guys have seen him before a panel, so you know exactly what it's yeah. like. Yeah, we've. Uh, I remember seeing him, uh, the comic book club guys. Shout out Alex, Pete, and Justin. Um, there was their first anniversary show. They had Fraction and Bendis. Uh, uh who else? You. It was Fraction, Bendis, Quesada ran in in the middle of the show, uh, <laughs> and. Oh God! There were two other people. Brubaker was there. How do you top that? And uh, how do you top that? God, there was one more person that was there. Oh, it was um, uh, Jeff Katz. Okay. Uh, the uh, the the producer guy that that also um, but they like Fraction Fraction spoke not often, but when he did, it was the funniest thing that was yeah. said every yeah. time, and he just. He's got a really sharp sense of humor, and he knows when to say what to say. He's fantastic. I he he is so entertaining to watch in panels. Uh, covering covering any panel that Mac Fraction is on is so fun because <laughs> yeah. you you get to laugh along with the audience, and it's it's just fantastic. So I did that. Uh, I covered the Valiant Entertainment panel today. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. They were they were the one publisher here that did like an editorial panel, and they have like a full they have a booth. Oh my god, yeah, their booth is like. It's actually really large compared to compared to yeah. any of the other booths. It's great. Yeah. Um, they they do some really fun things in their panels. Like their uh, PR guy Hunter Gornson always gives out a special like uh, key phrase to whoever comes to the panel. And if they go to the Valiant booth and give the key phrase, they get like a special item that's uh, oh, nice. that's associated no. with the panel. Yeah. Oh man! So they Don't give out to say the phrase of pain. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they always they always give out some pretty cool stuff at the booth and to people who come to the panels because they really appreciate people coming in. But they. Their their library is getting pretty large, so I'm a hardcore Quantum and Woody guy. I am so I'm Oh yeah. I'm listeners, go back and listen to like one of our early episodes where we did Quantum and Woody. With Drew Johnson and Nicole Dressbull. Yeah. I um I was in love with that book from the get go and when they first announced it, I was 
I, I was hesitant because that was the one property I was like waiting to hear what they were going to do. And I was really hoping it was going to be the original team. And it's not. But they've, like, Priest and Bright have come out and said, like, no, they've been totally open and honest with us and let us know that this is what they're doing with them. They have every intention to make this, you know, they have every intention to honor what's already come before and they care about the properties. And if you read any Valiant book that's coming out right now, you can tell that they are they are people who are not cashing in on an intellectual property that they yeah, purchased yeah. at an auction. They want to tell the best story possible with characters they care about. Yeah. That's the impression that I've gotten from them too. And it's it's really impressive, especially with something like Quantum and Woody. The the fact that they got James Asmus to do it, and he's mm-hmm. he's a guy that has a comedy background. Like he's written, oh yeah, he's done improv. He's done yeah. he's done all this theater stuff. Like striking uh, striking Viking story pirates. Yes, yeah. he was a story pirate. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> and he's a funny guy, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm I'm very excited to see what what that book is going to be like. Yeah, um, they showed some interiors by Tom Fowler uh, <gasps> today at the panel. Oh, why was I not there? They look really good. Um, it's just it's inks. It looks they they look very very excellent. Perfect. Ah, very excellent. Tell me tell me the giveaway did not have anything to do with quantum. The giveaway did not have anything to do with quantum. Okay, because so I would be okay. I would have to step into the bathroom <laughs> and punch myself in the dick until I passed out. <laughs> That sounds painful. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us more about that. <laughs> well, you guys, it's purplish and swollen. Oh, no. Oh, no. So anyway, that's not what we're going to talk about. Dark, dark place. Yeah. Dark place. Uh, so speaking of dark place. We're talking about... <laughs> we're, we're not talking about that wizard. We're talking about a different wizard. Uh, Ugh, cut that part out. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Steve rose to fame... Rose to ascendancy? Rose to ascension. Ascended? You ascended. Ascended. Ascended? Use one of the verbs, Brett. Not all the verbs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You ascended to your status now because you were a staff writer, reporter for Wizard. Yes, that's right. For Wizard Magazine. That is where I got my start. Uh, And wait, you started after me, right? Uh, yes, I did start after you. Because I did not know that. No, because you, I was upstairs away from literally everything. Yes, there, as, as I think you've discussed on previous podcasts, yeah. there was a big division between the upstairs and the downstairs. Yeah. So yeah. The upstairs it's just like Downton Abbey. It, exactly like Downton Abbey. It's like... <laughs> it's Downton like, Wizard. It would be like... It would be like da- Downton, it would be Downton Abbey if Downton Abbey were less British and more about comics and had more dudes. Yeah. 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 Uh, so you uh, you you wrote for like well, how did you get that job and what was your association with Wizard prior to getting it like what was your experience with Wizard before getting that job? Wow, I don't think I've I've ever told you this story, so this oh, will no. be this will be interesting. So oh I, no, I, I, uh, oh, he's withering away. <laughs> Uh, the, I went to Wesleyan University for my undergraduate <gasps> degree, and Wesleyan uh, has a lot of really great alumni, including Joss Whedon. Yeah, yeah. Just did the commencement address for the yes. class of 2013, and one of them is actually Matt Semreich, oh. who uh, oh. who was a co- who's the co-creator of Robot Chicken, and yes. he also worked at Wizard. Uh, yeah. For, for a while, he was he was there in the heyday, and he came back to Wesleyan to give a talk about working in the entertainment industry, which was wonderful. Um, and so, I uh, the Career Resource Center there is very very excellent. Can't say enough good things about them. Uh, they they coordinated to have fifteen minute drop ins for students with Matt uh, oh, wow. to talk about talk about what it's like working in the entertainment industry. You know, have him have him give some advice and whatnot. And it was a first come first serve thing via email. So I I got that. I happened to be sitting. 
at my desk with my laptop in front of me when they sent out that email. I was like, yes, yes, I want to do that because <laughs> I love that show and you know, I don't know what I want to do with my life because I was a senior at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I, I ended up going to his talk and afterward I went up to him and I said, oh, hey, Matt, I know uh, I know you worked at Wizard. That Like, great, great talk and I, I'd really love to talk to you about how you got your start in comics journalism because that's something that I think I'd really like to do. He probably wanted to hear that instead of more, robot chicken. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but what, uh, <laughs> what he did say was, oh, uh, you know, and I said, I have a drop in with you tomorrow for 15 minutes. I'm really excited. And he said, oh, do you have a resume? I said, yeah. And he said, bring it tomorrow. I'll make sure it gets the right people. <laughs> and, oh, and man. That, that is quite literally how I ended up getting my start in comics. He, recommend, was... he recommended me to uh, Joe Yanarella, who was oh, the wow. vice president yeah. at the time. Yeah. And, uh, and they brought me in for an interview and... Uh, and I ended up getting the job, which I was I was thrilled about being being you know a college graduate, not knowing what he wanted to do with his life. Yeah. So I I got dropped right into right into the middle of things, and uh, my first day, I think Mike Cotton asked me for my first assignment to talk to Mark Miller and do a director's commentary on Old Man Logan number one. <laughs> wow. That was my first assignment, and I was okay. like, what What is happening right now? Wow. So like, how how is this? When happening did you start here? reading comics? Like, what is your my like, Oh, God, when did I start reading comics? I had been reading comics from a very young age. I think my intro to comics was actually my... We used to go to... My family used to go to Blockbuster. My sister and I would, like, pick out videos. And one of the ones that uh, stuck out at me was the X-Men, Pride of the... Pride of the oh, X-Men. Pride of the oh, X-Men. Original animated... Oh, an, yeah. Animated 30 Australian minutes. Wolverine. Australian Wolverine, Dazzler... Animation oh. by, uh, sorry, narration G- by Stan Lee. Yeah, uh, Duke's yeah. voice is GI is uh, Cyclops. Yes, same mm-hmm. voice actor. Yeah, yeah. yes. Uh, and just uh, I, I was intrigued by that, and I uh, because I got a Wolverine action figure from Toys because I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Uh-huh. Um, it, he was the one with the original pop out claws. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. You, push the little, you push the little button, and they they hit that like eight billion times for the rest of the figures. The best. Yep, they're that was best. his. Uh, so that yeah. was that was how I and I uh, my uncles and. Uh, Found out that I, I was really into this, so uh, they started getting me comic books, and I started reading these these issues. I I got the uh, original X Men board game with the special like gold cover issue where Ilyana <laughs> dies. Oh wait, was that was that the one? Is that one of the board games that came with all the figurines? Yeah, all the little figurines. Yeah, the gray yeah. ones that yes. they, they encourage you to there paint yourself. 18? Yeah, there were a ton of them. I don't I, remember yeah, exactly. I had them that, but um, you had to like put together Archangel with the wings. It was... pr- did you have Professor X in yours? I did have Professor and X. Was, like, you had to put his head on. Yeah, he had the yeah. Jim Lee hover chair. Yep. I my brother had that. It was guys. You just like blew a door <laughs> I, off of a long repressed I to, memory. I used to make Lego X mansions for specifically for those figures. Yeah, yeah. They were, like, easier to. This was before to. the day of mini mates and like yeah. actual Marvel Legos. Yeah, so, yeah. So, uh, what were your what were your jams? My jams. Your comic uh, jams. My my first the first comic I can remember actually like reading and remembering was an old issue of Iron Man. Uh, where he takes on Ronan the Accuser. Oh, wow. And, uh... Oh! From, uh, Operation Galactic Storm. Yes, from Operation yes. Galactic Storm, where, where Goliath is, like, tiny and sitting on his shoulder and calling yes. him Spellhead. That was yes. the first comic <laughs> that I have ever he had the He had the space armor. Burn, yes. I think Burn was writing that, and that yes. was, uh, uh, Paul, maybe Paul Ryan drawing? Yes, I believe or, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. He had, like, the, the, the mouthless armor. Yep. That was when Tony yep. was, like, everyone was on edge around Tony Stark all the time at that time. Yep. Oh, it was God. it was a oh, great yeah. issue, great issue. <laughs> yes. uh, very memorable for me. Uh, but yeah, I read that. I mostly ended up reading X Men. I I think I really started to to get into the collectability issues because I would pick up issues here and there because yeah, I didn't yeah. live near a, a dedicated comic store at the time. Yeah. I, I had a Walden Books 
that would get get issues <sighs> in on the rack. Waldem Books is where I bought my From the Ashes trade paperback and my Dark Phoenix Saga trade paperback. So thank you, Waldem Books. Thank you. Are you still a chain? No, think... they they were owned by Borders, and yes. unfortunately they they shut down. Uh, yeah, and... Borders called them like like micro Borders or something. It was uh, like all the yeah. My, but, yeah. It was it was off and on for a little while when I was a when I was a kid right after Age of Apocalypse, and they they did the Phalanx Covenant. Yeah, like that was my jam. Yeah, and I, I Generation X and like. Like yeah. everything that came out of the Phalanx Covenant, I was just like really into. You can go back and listen to Generation X one through four with Matt Fisher and Nicole Dressel. We That's talked right. about that. It was Gen-, great. Gen X is still one of my favorite favorite books. <clears throat> oh um, man, you're speaking you're speaking this guy. I know we yeah. we bonded over that when we were at a Wizard. Yeah. Wizard oh Wizard man. So so you got so then you know you you had a great background. You you cared about comics, and then yeah. you had your sort of vertigo zoom moment. <laughs> the like the yes. like zoom in pull out when exactly is like. Oh no 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 no! I pick you. I choose you. Uh, <laughs> it was I. I still stay in touch with Matt, and he he is just a really wonderful guy. Yeah. yeah. Um. I he's he's one of my one of my heroes. I don't think I don't think that's that's any surprise to anybody listening. But <laughs> yeah. I I think he is he's just a wonderful wonderful person. Uh. He was very very kind to give me a shot, and uh, and I I I'm very grateful to him. Well, you've made the most day. of it. Yeah. I, I'd like to think that I have. Yeah. I'd like to think that I have. But, so what? Uh. So, I mean. I don't know, what was the craziest thing that you did for Wizard? Or, I mean, not craziest, let's go with, like, which was the thing you were the most excited about doing? Like, I cannot believe I am getting to do this oh, man. for work. Uh, oh, I, I know, I have a good one. Uh, so, Mark Miller and Tony Harris were at Midtown Comics in New York yeah. to do a signing for War Heroes? Oh, that image book that they had, no, I, right? it, Was it Image? Or was it was it image or was it like an icon book? It was it was something like that. Yeah, it was, I don't remember. But they were doing they were doing sign together for this for this thing, and I had mm-hmm. talked to Mark on the on the phone to do this old man Logan commentary for a few issues, and uh, and our bosses were like, "Hey, you should go out and uh, and see them and cover this signing." I was like, "Okay, great." So I I go out there and uh, I introduce myself to Mark Miller, and he says, "Oh, you know, at, at last, it's it's great to meet you. Do the you should." You, Do the accent. No, oh, at kidding. last, it's good. It's good to meet you. And then, <laughs> and then he uh, and then he, he uh, invites invites me to, to come out drinking with him and Tony Harris oh, and uh, and John Cassidy. Oh God! Oh so, man! So I get, all eight feet of John Cassidy. <laughs> so I, I get there. I get to this bar, and of course, of course, like I'm I'm early because I don't do anything with my my social life. I, I don't live in New York. I live outside of New York in Congers, where yeah. Wizard is located. So I, I get to this bar and. And I'm sitting there, and I uh, no nobody's there. So I'm, I'm nursing a drink, and next to me I see a guy that I think might possibly be John Cassidy. So I, I introduce myself. I was like, "Oh, hey, man, what's up?" And so we we chat for a little while, and he's like, "Yeah, we're supposed to meet Mark here." It was him and uh, Jen Grunwald who works for, oh, yeah. for Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and we we chatted for a while, and they're like, "Oh, Mark's late." Ha 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 ha. And and uh, and then uh, Mark got there, and it just it was awesome. Just we we just we talked and we chatted. He told some great stories about Superman Returns, and uh, and how he was really really excited for Superman Returns. We bought it like a whole row in the theater, and he was so excited for it. And then he saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was it was a great story. If you ever get a chance to talk to him, definitely ask him about his love of Superman and how he went to Superman Returns and how the same thing happened with Star Wars Episode One. Oh for him. gosh! Oh so, man! So, it was excited. <laughs> it was it was that was I think the most surreal. Like I can't believe I'm doing this for work. Well, how many months moment. in was that? Like was that month one? That was like month two. Yeah. It was it was pretty close. I Wizard World Chicago was a close second, actually. That was Warren Ellis was the guest. Yes, Warren Ellis was the guest. What was that? We had a what what one hundred initiative. 
feel like that's that's oh, when that I first was, met that you. Was, uh, Wasn't that like the Hulk 100? That was Hulk 100. And I, I just remember <laughs> that's my my first time really hanging out with you, and you were gone. Like you drank. <laughs> I I don't do very well with alcohol. Yeah. No. <laughs> as I as I've poured you wine when you sat down. Yeah. I've gotten better. Okay, I, was, yeah. I was just out of college. This I was, was a pretty straight laced oh, college sure, sure. This was five years ago. But I mean, like yeah. that, Chicago was big. Like that was a good. That was one of the best uh, best shows that I've been to because that 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 was also the unfortunate weekend where Michael Turner passed oh, away. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh um, wow. Yeah. So that was a heavy weekend. It was a very heavy weekend. Um, I I just remember that show just being a, a conglomeration of a lot of different things because we had the 100 initiative thing. Yeah. We had uh, we had a lot of different things. Well, and like, well Warren on. Ellis, there were, oh no, there, wasn't there a band? Wasn't there like a Japanese like J-pop band there that played may have one been. night? I know Warren Ellis' event was, was very well attended because it was after the show had ended. Yeah. You had to have a ticket to get and in. And we had like, Warren Ellis was like, I have to be able to drink and smoke. And so they Indoors. called it. They called it a performance event, yes. because that would allow him to drink and smoke. Yeah, Amazing. So he was doing yeah. performance. But I remember, like, we did this thing. We're like, yeah, we're gonna have nighttime events. And then since I was in the conventions department, it's like, oh, we have to work the nighttime events. So that means I just did these like twenty-hour days or something. I have I have a different moment for. I can't believe that I'm getting paid to do this. Yes, it yeah. was when you ran win, lose, or draw. Oh fuck! At yes. Wizard World Texas, Wizard yeah. World Texas, and I I was in charge of announcing and doing the music. And oh. All I did, all I did was play girl pop the entire time. I played, <laughs> like, I played like Britney Spears and like. Well, you were like my like my like sidekick. Did yeah, you, like hand out the prizes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was great. That was that was probably one of the most fun I've ever had. That at, was at we a did, convention. We did win, lose, or draw, and we had like who who all like Scott Adson. Scott Adson was there. Was one which was amazing. Talent oh, yeah. Caldwell was there. Talent Caldwell. Uh, Pat was Pat. Gleason, one of them? I think so. There um, were a lot. Terry, Terry, Terry Moore, Moore was there. I think was one of them. Terry, it was an excellent or no, event. That, no, that was Match Game. Oh. It was not Win, Lose, or Draw. I made everyone play fucking Match Game. That was, that was great. <laughs> Which was like elaborate. You did Win, Lose, or Draw at another we did Win, Lose, or, win, lose, yeah. We did Win, Lose, or Draw at Chicago. And I remember Gail Simone and Adi Granov mm-hmm. played. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But yeah, Match Game was nuts. You were obsessed with... Paul Lind and Match Game. What do you mean we're like obsessed? Well, <laughs> I don't necessarily think that that's in the I know. Past, I, it's, yeah. it, it all becomes it's part true. of my DNA. I mean, I it's move on. It's all, but like, yeah, I was very big in the Game Show Network, fresh at, fresh at Wizard. Uh, and like, also, like that was the cool thing about Wizard is like we could just do whatever we wanted with the conventions. In a way, like that was that was about the time where it was getting to the breaking point of us being able to do anything yeah. we wanted. Well, yeah. it was it was yeah. the one sweet spot because I was me and Adam and Joe were put into the conventions department to make them more comic book focused and yes. more like editorial and fun and weird. And so we did that for three shows. Yep. And then they scrapped all. Of it was it. Chicago, Texas, and whatever Philadelphia, after, Chicago, and Texas, Texas were right. the ones that I did. And Texas was it. fantastic. I, what did you did you moderate any panels at Texas? I did. I moderated uh, the Christos Gage panel for okay. he was still doing uh, oh, Avengers: wow. The Initiative. Oh, he was wow, doing Avengers: yeah, The yeah. Initiative back then, uh, and he got a lot of questions about Butterball. I remember because <laughs> oh, Butterball had just premiered. That was awesome. Yeah, uh, I moderated a, a panel with uh, with some of the wrestlers that they had brought, and that was actually <gasps> who, a lot who? of fun. Oh, I don't this remember. Oh, this I, I'll be honest. I don't remember. Okay, it was a really long time. Probably ago. Virgil. Probably, uh, Virgil, probably. you can't you can't hold any type of convention, be it comic, wrestling, uh, craft fair, Star Wars, yeah, no. Antiques Roadshow, yeah, <laughs> Antiques Roadshow. Virgil will purchase a booth and be there with the million dollar belt. Did you get invited to a cruise? 
to a Lou Ferrigno cruise? I did not. Okay. A I cruise Ferrigno? I, yeah. <laughs> I did not get invited I didn't to, know who to a all cruise Ferrigno. That was not me. I did not know who all was on that no, email list. I was not just, on that email list. He just like, emailed, not BCC, to literally everyone in his address book with information for a cruise he was going on, in all caps. Um, <laughs> he put in all caps! Of course. It, he's the Hulk. He emails like the Hulk. He <laughs> screams it. Um... <laughs> So like what uh I don't know what was your day to day like at Wizard like what what can you describe like that environment for you there as an editorial person um, downstairs in the Wizard bullpen right Well yeah I mean I was somewhat unique in that I got hired at roughly the same time that the interns Wade Million and Anne McNally got hired so a lot of people kind of kind of <laughs> thought that I was an intern when I wasn't I was like a full time employee yeah. Uh, so it, my my day to day was I would come in I would figure out what what stuff needed to get done what calls I needed to make I would do those things um, I would I would go to any meetings that were scheduled uh, Kevin Mahadeo my my partner in crime at Wizard he now works at DC yeah um, Kevin and I would would come up with like ridiculous things that we could do like we would go see Jim we would talk about uh, what the website needed I would do some posts for the website it was a lot of writing and a lot of talking about writing. Um, yeah. Which was good. Uh, it's exactly what I needed. I look back at my work at Wizard now, and I'm actually very uh, dissatisfied with it because five years after the fact, you know, my writing has gotten so oh, much yeah. better. But that's but that's good because if you can look back on your old work, I feel like a lot of people look back and are like, oh, no. But if you can do that, that means that you're growing, and yeah. that means that you're getting better, and that means that you're taking the strides forward that you need to to become the writer that you want to be. Sure, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm very, like... Don't get me wrong. I'm super grateful for my time at Wizard. Like I, I was fresh out of college. I didn't have a job. They gave me a job. Like, and it was writing about comics, and and they they basically made me video games editor because nobody else in the office like really knew oh, video wow. games. So like, I was I was writing about video games. I got to do a huge feature on DC Universe Online. Like they they I went out to Texas during Wizard World Texas. Oh, and wow. I did a studio visit. Oh, at, at, what? Yeah. Um, and it was it was incredible. Like being able to do this. Knowing that this was an actual career option, the whole like kids it does get better thing, it actually did get better. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Like I, I always thought that was crap, but then you know, getting getting to do this for a living and realizing that it was a viable career choice, yeah, um, was just so valuable. Like I can't, I I can't even describe how excited I was during the during the time that I was there. Um, and then, like, unfortunately, when I got laid off in, in during one of the big like Black Fridays, uh, where, you were the. F- one of the annihilation waves. I was, I was, the, I was the second annihilation. Oh, well, wave, who I was in the who was in the first annihilation? I don't wave. remember. Well, because your annihilation wave was was me, Kevin, Dave, Dave Paggi, Paggi, Rachel, Rachel Molino, Molino, Joey. No, no, wasn't Eric Goodman? Wasn't like the Eric designer? Goodman was in one of the one of the previous, I think, annihilation. Were you waves. along with uh, Joe and Jody? Yes, Joe and Jody also got laid off. Also known time. as the other half of my department. Yeah. Okay. So, so from an outsider's perspective, we're, we're we're talking about this happening. The the sort of timeline lead up to this. So, lead us up to when that's happening. <laughs> I mean, what's going on for you as an employee? What are you working on? How are you feeling about the company as you see what's happening around you? Well, there are a lot of there there are a lot of projects. What what ended up happening was I don't know, and I don't know if Jim and Josh covered this in the thing that they did, but yeah. I know that Josh was already gone. But what had happened was. They decided they were going to move everybody from the first floor up to the second floor into this tiny little office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where, whereas we had a ton of space before, we now have like maybe a fourth of that space. Yeah. And everybody's in the same room. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're we're not. We can tell that something's wrong, 
because the magazine magazine pages get shorter every month, and that happened even after the, I left. Oh yeah, the magazine got shorter every month. Yeah, um, and we we didn't really know. It's it's not as though that we had the highest uh, faith in our job security. Sure, but it's it's also not as though there was anything else that we could do about it. You know, um, so leading up to that particular moment, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, that we all knew that a magazine model wasn't going to be the future of yeah. the company. So, of course, like online, they were going to start putting attention right. on the internet. And, and Jim was doing a great so. job with the website. Like, big credit to Jim Gibbons for, yeah. for doing doing the magic that he did with that website. That, yeah. Go was, back and listen to that episode to hear how that website Seriously, yeah. like, you should... I, I listened to that episode, too. Like, that... Jim Jim did <laughs> magic with that, that website. Yeah. It was a Yahoo storefront con- converted to be a news site. <laughs> yeah. It was incredible what he did with that site. Yeah. And was that around the time where Bendis was starting to do those multi-page in-depth interviews with creators? Those sort of like free-form yes, conversations? Yes, I think that he did, he did a couple of those by the time that I had left. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, so this is, this is after. Yeah. Okay, so, so we're before that time. Ish, like yeah. not not by much though. Okay, I, yeah. he did a couple of them while I was there. Okay, I know. Um, but it was that that morning we had heard that there was going to be a meeting, like at this time, oh, yeah. involving this people, these people. Yes. Like, please clear your schedules and like. Because while sure. you were yeah, while you were in the meeting, Joe came into me and Adam's office and was like, "Well, bye." Yep. And then we found out Joe and Jody were gone. We left our office and then and then we we came and yeah. said goodbye. Wow. Yeah. yeah it was it, it was, was six people and. Uh, and yeah, it was it was really because we had been doing like I think Kevin and I especially had been doing a lot of stuff for the website. Like we had decided that we were going to convert Thursday Morning Quarterback into a podcast, um, yeah. which is, which yeah. which Kevin and I, Kevin, Jim, uh, Dave, Paji, and I kind of spearheaded. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I would I would go home on my own time and edit these these audio files so that we could put them up on Thursday morning. Like we would stay yeah. late on Wednesday to record, mm-hmm. and then I would go home spend like two hours of my time editing out the dead space and like all this stuff that wasn't interesting. And then we put it up in the morning. Uh, so it was, it was really unfortunate, but I, I think it, I would be lying to say that any of us were actually that surprised by it. Um, you know, yeah. in, in a lot of ways, the writing was on the wall, I think for, for a lot of us, but at, again, that's not to say that the experience there was bad. The experience there was very, very good for me. At oh least. yeah. Um, I, I loved it. And I, I jumped right back on the horse and started doing freelance work, and a lot of my my contacts were kind enough to hire me um, to, to to do things. Josh Wiggler was nice enough to recommend me to Jonah to cover, yeah. cover this this kids Comic Con event out in the Bronx. Actually, <laughs> that's how I, that's how I broke into CBR. That was my oh, first wow. big feature on wow. my first thing on CBR ever was covering this kids Comic Con. Oh, that's uh, cool. And the second big thing I did was cover Baltimore. For them, uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I covered Baltimore, and I know that Jim Jim and Josh talked about it, it was me, Josh. Jim Gibbons and Caleb Golner as the From CBR Comics crew, yeah. yeah, who's now the the editor of Comics Alliance, yeah. mm-hmm. all there to cover Baltimore Comic Con for CBR. So like, I I did uh, a bunch of panel reports. I did the convention wrap up. Like, I talked to Mark Nathan, who ran that show. I I live blogged the Harveys on CBR. Oh Lab. man, yeah. Like I that that was the show. I think where I realized that this was the thing that I I really wanted to do. That's great. And Jonah uh, shortly after upgraded me to staff writer, which I was I was just thrilled about. I was through the moon, um, and I, I've been there ever since. I I adore CBR. So you didn't really have much downtime. Like things turn around. I mean, I, it took a while for me to get to the position that I'm in now, yeah, just yeah. because I I ended up having to supplement my income with with retail. I worked at Borders. For a while, yeah, um, and that was not great. 
I did not enjoy that <laughs> yeah. in the slightest. Um, I, I don't also, think anyone does, right? I also no, it, it's really. I worked at a comic store for a while, which was wonderful. I worked yeah. part time there. Yeah. Uh, million, shout out to Millionaire Picnic in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts, in Harvard what? Square. Any any listeners out in in Harvard, you should go to Millionaire Picnic for all your comic needs. Yeah, it's awesome. Quaint little store, fantastic. You should totally go. Um, but I worked there for a while, and I also worked at an independent bookstore uh, in the used department, actually Harvard Bookstore, out in uh, out in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and that was wonderful. Cambridge is such like a nice area. Cambridge is great. Uh, we've done we've done comedy shows up yeah. there mm-hmm. in the past. The, uh, what's the the theater that's up there? Improv Boston. Is Improv there. Boston. Improv Boston is yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there there are a lot of great people up there, and that that whole area is just. Um, it's exactly what you'd hope it would be like adjacent to Harvard. And also lots of comics people there, too. Yeah. Marjorie, Marjorie Lou lives around there. Matt oh, Doyle wow. lives there. And Joe, Joe and Maris. Maris. Joe Quinones and Maris. Yeah. yeah. They, all, they all live around there. It's, it's great to have such a big comics community there because uh, when I was working at Harvard, we have a print-on-demand machine. Oh. Right? Which is great. And, uh, and one of the other guys who, uh, who worked with me, he worked in marketing. Uh, his name is Ryan Mita. And he really wanted to put together a comics anthology oh, like that we printed yeah. in-house. Yeah. Um, so we put together uh, this thing where we solicited submissions from across the world. And we, we selected like a bunch, of, uh, a bunch of different pieces to be included in this anthology. And we actually printed it. And oh, sold that's pretty great. Well. So, oh, that's awesome. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's on Man. the backlog. It's crazy how like, I mean, you were at Wizard for eight months. Yes. But like the... I mean, I, w- I was there for 13. But it was like those... Those brief moments of time keep yielding, you know, more. Like, without Wizard, where would you be right now? Yeah, I, like, I honestly don't know. I have I no idea where I would be right now. I have no idea. I, I hope that I never have to find out. Like, in some alternate universe yeah, that, like, uh, special time events. Travel, yeah, oh, time travel man, possible, when Earth SD shows up, it's going to be... <laughs> oh, man, he's going to have, like, just stubble yeah. and, well, and holes that's in his jeans. He's going to be like, oh, no! No, do not! <laughs> do not! For all the crappy things people do say about Wizard, and for all the, like, almost rightful... I mean, do we even want to get into Christmas? I don't I don't think we want to really get into Christmas, but I will talk about Christmas if you would like. I mean, just, if you want to give us, like, an over... I mean, I think Jim and Josh talked about Christmas. They now. talked about it very briefly. But basically what happened was uh, Wizard decided that the... The, the higher-ups at Wizard decided that the way that they were going to uh, make a profit during Christmas was to... Uh, have a lot of people from the magazine stop working on the magazine and work in the essentially work in the warehouse and start fulfilling orders and trying to get stock to put in the warehouse to sell during Christmas. Oh time. yeah! So it yeah. was it was a whole big thing and uh, and it's it's a memory that most of us would rather just like yeah. forget. Yeah. But it was it was an interesting time. Yeah. I will say that because um, you got that job to work in comic books and all of a sudden you're working in gift fulfillment, right? Uh, um, which again, like. It was actually a decently valuable experience to have to work oh, customer yeah. service yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um, it really did make you appreciate the job that you actually had all that more. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but there were there were a lot of things about about the way the company was run by the time I got there mm-hmm. um, that that I felt like a lot of people were dissatisfied with, and I, I would include myself among that number some of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it, but it's like as crazy as some of it was, like the people there, the atmosphere. The atmosphere when people weren't getting fired by the half dozen, but like, I just, I love like I would I would get to work I would answer all my emails uh, like maybe send some emails and I would go downstairs hang out with Josh and Jim and like yeah. you and Kevin might be in there too yep. uh, then I would like make rounds and go visit like the guys in Toy Fair like hang out and like talk and they go up and not never did any work all I did was hang out 
I'm just kidding. You, you, you were always just like shooting texts off, like, yeah, just hanging. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, it's, it's a testament to what Wizard was, the people that made, like, what the people made Wizard, that it's still a thing that people care about and talk about and still yields more jobs. So the people, the people were the best there. I mean, you yeah. wouldn't find more dedicated, more wonderful people than the people who worked at Wizard. I, I remember that Christmas we did Secret Santa. Oh, wait, who spearheaded that? Was that you or? Uh, no, I, it was, it Dan? was, it was Kate Napolitano. Kate! Oh, Kate! It was Kate Napolitano, oh. who was, who was working at Toy Fair at the time. Uh, and she spearheaded that. Yeah. Uh, and that Secret Santa was just one of the most fun things. And not a lot of people participated. It was maybe like six or seven Yeah, but like we that. had a good time. But we had a really good time. I, uh, Jody Westhoff, she was such a sweetheart. Oh, she knew Jody. how much I loved, uh, I loved the character Batgirl, so she got me this wonderful, yeah. like, showcase action figure. Ooh, which, Batgirl. which Batgirl? Uh, Barbara Gordon, obviously. Oh, okay. Obviously. Totes ups. Um, and, uh, and I remember I was, I, I take Secret Santa very, very yeah. seriously. I like it's it's like a sport to me. Uh, so so uh, when when I drew Kate's name, I was like, oh man, she's the one who organized. She's it. the one who organized. <laughs> I have to do something really good. So what I did was I designed like a uh, I, I think it was like a Gotham mystery date game where you play oh, yeah. as like Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy and the Phantasm and like uh, and Catwoman and yeah. you have to like get all these cards. I, I basically designed this game. I got I bought like a one dollar version of Candyland from Target and these uh these like printout sticker sheets and I I basically printed out the whole board like converted the board converted the cards uh made like new standups and everything <laughs> uh designed designed like a new box and had Kevin Mondeo do a pull quote for it um and yeah it was this sounds incredible it was really fun it was really awesome and I and I stayed under the $20 limit too because because it was a $1 game of Candyland and like that's oh, great that's incredible you do treat it like a sport <laughs> that was that was the type of thing that was the type of passion though that, that everybody was yeah. brought to the job well, you know, you like, know, um, it's, the costume contest that oh, we had the costume contest was great that was yeah. so much fun who, that was uh, Summer who organized that I'm yeah sure. Summer Mullins yeah Anime who, Insider Anime Insider uh, I went as a new mutant yes you did I remember Which, that just, just me a as new, a new mutant. Yeah. Oh, it was him uniform. in the classic black yellow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I went as high school musical three. Yeah. Because my, my graduation robe uh, was red, and so I wore a name tag that said, Hello, my name is High School Musical Three. Love it. Uh, because <laughs> that movie great. had just come out. But no, it was it was that sort of fun and camaraderie at Wizard that they kept everybody wanting to work there. They yeah. kept everybody there. I think perhaps longer than some of them really wanted to or be. Or have them come back. Yeah. Sometimes, like Justin, who had a little break and then came back. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. what's what's interesting, too, as an outsider and, and meeting all you guys through Brett is that you guys... It, you guys have a solidarity of friendship that's uh, that, that it definitely feels like you guys lived through a fascinating shared experience, but you loved what you did, and 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 it comes through so much because you guys have so many of you have gone on to do like really great work outside of Wizard. Not to say that you didn't there, but I <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah. you keep you guys keep like. Filtering out into into the comics community, sort of the same way that like yeah. the National Lampoon staff of the '70s slowly filtered into <laughs> I like this national comparison. comedy in the in the '70s and '80s. Well, yeah. I mean that that's really kind of you to say, and I like yeah. I, I really appreciate. It. I'm yeah. very flattered, but I I think that 
one of the best parts about the comics industry as a whole, and certainly the comics journalism industry as a whole, is that they really recognize talent when they see it. And that's not to say that I'm talented. I'm still surprised that I have the job that I have. But <laughs> no, you're talented. But for but Give for people <laughs> for people like people like Josh uh, Josh Wiggler, people like Jim Gibbons, who's now an editor of Dark Horse, yeah, yeah, um, people people Ryan like Panagos. like Ryan Panagos, people like Alex uh, uh, Segura, Alex Segura, uh, Ricky Purden. Um, all of these, all of these people who worked at Wizard are are inherently very talented. They would not have gotten the job at Wizard if they weren't. And yeah, uh, and I honestly do think that it's a testament to the industry as a whole that that we as a community like to like to recognize that talent yeah. and make sure that it that it doesn't go away, that it doesn't leave our industry. Um, and in a lot of ways, I think we're very possessive of the talent that that we have. <laughs> yeah. um, to be completely <laughs> honest, but uh, I I really. I'm very happy and feel very privileged to work there with the people that I worked with. I think uh, I think that that our our generation, the and in many ways the last generation of editorial, yeah. um, was our, I, I would count among some of my best friends. I oh mean, yeah, uh, like I, Josh Wiggler was at my wedding. Like yeah. there, there were. <laughs> There were all there are all these just wonderful people that I'm always so happy to see. I know that that uh, Josh and Jim tell this story all the time, but I think it was me, Josh, Jim, Justin, Kevin Mahadeo were at San Diego last year at the bar where and and the bar is is always just really loud. But suddenly we just start chanting like bros, 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 and like this this went on for for much longer than it needed to be. We, but we were just so happy to see each other and so happy to be hanging out and. And I think that was the type of type of loyalty that Wizard fostered. It was yeah. a loyalty to each other, and it was a loyalty to uh, to the craft of comics and to the craft of talking about comics and the love of talking about comics. And that's not something that that goes away. Yeah, uh, you know. And and you guys do it, do it here every week on your podcast, yeah, yeah. and it's oh, so thanks. so yeah. great to hear hear that this is still something that exists. And like, obviously, Wizard wasn't like the only place that exist that it existed, but I sure. think the the internet. Has given so many more people the opportunity to to show how passionate they are about this medium that we all love. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's it's just one of the greatest things in the world to have worked at at this this place at this company that did so much to help help foster that sort of attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. That sounds like a good place to wrap yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for so having good. Me, yeah, of course. Uh, this was yeah. a what a what a great conversation. Yeah. Um. What's uh, what's next on what's next on your plate? I what's mean, next on my plate? I will be at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, so if you, if you see a Asian dude in glasses with a blazer with a very obscure Pokemon pin in the lapel, you should come say hi. Uh, the, still, the reviews crew is going strong. We got a big summer coming up for, yeah. for reviews. We got the end of Age of Ultron. We got the start of Infinity. So, yeah. so keep an eye on the CBR reviews, reviews team to, uh, to see what they're, they're getting up to. And, uh, and yeah, I'm just going to keep on keeping on with, uh, with all the, the cool stuff that CBR has to offer. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, just keep talking about comics. Keep loving comics, man. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you guys. Yay. Yay. Bros. Bros. Oh, no, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to co-opt it. It's like their thing. <laughs> sure. Sure. Well, guys. Us. Guys. 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 Us. Guys. Us. Guys. Us. Guys. We also, we understand that this is a loud environment, but this is a special recording that had to be done. <laughs> had to be done. Brett, uh, Brett wanted this to happen immediately. Um, because, uh, yeah, uh, last night, uh, so, all right. Okay, so the short story is, um, last night I met Joss Whedon. Uh, and Brett, you still haven't heard this story. 
right? No. So I don't know what has happened. Okay, so Brett's hearing the story for the first time, uh, along with you, but. So last night, I, I do this show at UCB called Cage Match, where I play a, uh, a, a douchey comedy wrestler named Wall Street, and we did the show, and afterwards we always go to this bar called McManus in, uh, in Manhattan. It's great, it's this great Irish bar that people have been going to for years uh, from UCB, and I walked in, and one of my friends grabs me and says, hey... Uh, don't freak out. But Joss Whedon is here. And I said, what? Which friend? Um, Blair. Okay, I don't know that. I don't know that person. Okay. <laughs> uh, but she grabs me and goes, hey, don't freak out. She's a big Buffy fan. Um, <clears throat> big Buffy and Angel fan. And she tells me that. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, so I'm kind of like standing there and I'm watching. And he's, and sure enough, it's him. And he's hanging out at a table. And there's this weird halo sort of around their table where there's room and then there's just all of these people that are sort of hanging around outside that halo and it was just... Which seat? It was like the third table in... But like... Uh, by the bar. Bar and not yeah, yeah. like the... Not, not in the, the s- back room. So there's a back room at McManus with booths Josh, and tables. sits in the bar area? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't go back to where the booths are? No, no, not at all. Oh, God. So he was hanging out up front there and I was like, that's amazing. I'll, uh... I'll, I'll try to screw up the courage and figure out how to, like, say hi to him later. And I realized that he is hanging out with friend of the show, Lorraine Sink. Who you will remember for the Justice League International episode and also as the host of Marvel's The Watcher. Yeah, and she's met him through Marvel before, and they know each other. So they're sitting there talking and hanging out, and eventually, eventually, like, I go, hey, and I wave to her from, like, across the bar, and she goes, come over here like mouth set and I was like okay so I walked over and I'm and and I say hi to her and we're talking and I know one of the other people that she's sitting with Mary Cobb sitting there too and I say hi to her and you know we're chatting and then she goes oh hey uh, I want to introduce you Joss this is Matt Little Matt this is Joss and we hang out and we're talking and uh, you know he's the coolest he's like exactly who you think he would be um, super down to earth and incredibly nice guy um, we hung out for a while we drank and we talked about um, obviously like literally like the first thing that came up was musicals and uh, we were talking about Julie Andrews biography that he just read and then we started <laughs> then we started chatting comics and now here Brett uh, now, oh, I guess I should say that when I found out that he was there, I saw that it was him. I made a visual confirmation. I turned around, and there are phone booths at McManus, and I shut myself in one of them and immediately texted Brett in all caps, uh, holy shit, Josh uh, McManus, or Josh Sweden is at McManus. Was um, that at 1 a.m. or so? Yeah, it was like... my time stamp said. At 1 a.m., I had already been asleep for two hours because I had to get up and go to the DMV this morning. Yeah. So we had opposite nights. Yeah. Exact uh, opposite nights. So I so I texted Brett and I didn't hear back and I was like, oh god, he's asleep. Um, and then we went over and we're hanging out and this is why I bring that up too because we started talking comics and uh, you know we're talking about Marvel and I said so like 
what's your like all time favorite run and he said oh god uh, Cockrum through Burn X-Men easily and Paul Smith's run and I said oh yeah From the Ashes it's incredible right and he said yeah that shit was amazing and we started geeking out and high-fiving over X-Men we started talking about Paul Smith's art and how he does an amazing job and how when Burn came on the book not as a disservice to Cockrum but Byrne had this amazing ability to like create emotion in characters where there may not have been as much before and he just has a fluidity of motion to his work and you know all the things that people know about John Byrne's work like uh, you know we we shared a, a, a mutual love of that and then we talked about you know about the the wedding and Rogue like proving her worth on the team and it's just a, okay 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 I'm already like crying almost just hearing this I just want to be like it's a good thing I'm not gonna lie as it was happening and we're talking about this stuff all I was thinking was oh my god this is this is the this is the conversation that Brett would would want to have uh I can't meet him uh drunk I don't like this almost sounds like the worst way for me to possibly have met him would be at a bar yeah because if I win I meet him if whatever it needs to be where all my brain is intact uh huh I cannot imagine what me plus a couple of beers would have said to Justin. It would have been horrible. Oh, no. You would have done fine. No, no, no. Like, he would have been overly... Here's the thing. He's a very comforting... He's a very relaxed guy. He's very down-to-earth. He's exactly who you think he'd be. And he... You know, you, you hang out with him and... You know, he's the type of person that knows how to put you at ease in a conversation. I'm saying... I just hope I wasn't a creep show. I'm saying, like, I know sober. I know to not cry. Sure. I feel like I could maintain those muscles. Drunk? No, no, no. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, especially when the Paul Smith uh, stuff came up and we were we were just, you know, talking about all of that. I thought, oh my God, this is... Yeah, I definitely have to bring this up because this is like Brett's all-time favorite X-Men run. I have to hear what Joss Whedon thinks of it. And and he loved it. And we hung out, and it, it, they were they were getting ready to leave. And I was like, "Hey, would it be too douchey of me to ask if we could take a picture together?" He said, "No, you asked that. That means you're. Of, you're he said that means you have class." I was like, "Oh, thank you. It's very kind of you." Uh, so I gave my phone to Lorraine, and she goes, and we like we're like normal pose. And then uh, he did something goofy, and then she goes, "Yeah, yeah, make it real weird." Uh, so I was like, "Okay." So I was like, "We're gonna make this weird." And and then I thought it was like funny and weird in the moment, and then I saw the picture afterwards, and I was like, "Oh God, do I look like do I look like I am terrifying him in this photo?" Uh, but yeah, then uh, then they then everyone went on their separate ways, and um, yeah, it was a uh, it was a really cool experience. It was easily like the coolest thing I think that's ever happened to me. You are just sitting in silence know. right now. Well, it's, 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 it's a. What I was saying to Nicole, um, I would say this is like the reverberations and shockwaves this has sent through the improv nerd community <laughs> this morning. What do you mean? 
Wait, well, do like, I not know about this? Like, no, well, just like on? I posted the picture, and then like Nicole, Nicole Dressel, yeah, uh, erstwhile co-host of the podcast, mm-hmm. reblogged it and just said like, you cannot just post this and not explain. Yeah. So, um, and then I was like, I don't know either. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I and I feel like. I don't know. I'm trying not to be coy about this. I just, uh, I'm also trying not to be like a super, super a-hole about it either. I don't no. know. No, the thing is, is like what I was saying, I, t- I said to Nicole, we, we have this kind of thing a lot in our community where like friends will get jobs writing for SNL or Fallon or The Daily Show and you immediately are like, oh, I'm proud of, I'm proud of them, I'm proud for them, but also you're jealous and that's like a yeah, natural yeah. response. Oh, yeah. The only thing is like not being douchey about it, but you have to channel that jealousy and like, I'm going to write better. I'm going to take, yeah. I want their success. This, though, is like, I can be jealous, but I have nowhere to focus that because the only way to focus it is <laughs> go hang out at McManus every night and yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. Like, there's yeah. nowhere to, there's no, there's nothing to do except just be you're like, oh man, I want this to happen to me. Yeah, um, it is. It is crazy. And it, it is such. A, it's such a random occurrence that it happens. No, there's too. no. He was on Colbert yesterday. Yes. So I'm wondering, like, if it was like a comedy domino reaction that just. Well, he was. He was hanging out with Nick from Britannic too. Okay. Because um, he, you know, who I had an improv class with like yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Um, I've had phone call. Twitter and email messages from three different people just checking up on me. Really? Yeah, just to make sure that, like, to offer, like, condolences. Oh, man. I mean, See, that's because, don't feel bad. That's because it's just we like have good a, friends. It's like a funny, like, yeah. It was all, like, old wizard people who, like, understand what this is. But it's like everyone has a story like this. Yeah. But it's also, like, there's literally, there was a 0% chance that I was going to McManus last night. Right. So as I said to you on Chat, this is not, like, that episode of Full House where they go to Disneyland and Michelle cuts Stephanie in line. You have to go princess for a day by and rubbing the Aladdin lamp. And I love, I love that you. That was your, uh, that was your go-to comparison. It's not like That's you were so like, funny. oh no, you shouldn't go to McManus tonight, knowing that that yeah. would happen. So it's not like, it's just being mad at fate. Mm-hmm. It was weird, and it was a super late night because afterwards I definitely had a couple drinks. And I got home, and I posted the photo on, uh, you know, on Instagram. Or not Instagram, but Facebook. Facebook, yeah. And, like, two or three people liked it. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. And then I woke up, and, like, 70 to 80 people had seen it since then. <laughs> I don't know. It was, uh, it, it, it was great. It was a really cool experience, and uh, it's one of those things that reminds you, like, oh, yeah... That's why I, that's why I'm here and that's why I do this stuff. People are people. Uh, oh, and God. yeah. You guys uh, just the best. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I it, uh, I feel like I keep stumbling over my own words and I keep being weird and I don't want to seem that way, but it was a it was a weird experience, you guys. <laughs> uh, it was a very weird experience. Well, I'm going to San Diego Comic Con now, so yeah, I'm going yeah. to do it up somehow. Oh, please! I'm going to have the exact same reaction of that's uh, what this is thing. about now. It's a one-up show. Yeah, yeah, because you're going to be in San Diego, fucking tearing it up, and I'm going to be back here. Uh, like just reading everyone's, reading everyone's tweets, watching everyone's Instagram feeds, and just like Josh Whedon like trumps everything. Though there is no human being dead or alive 
that is more important to me outside of like personal relationships. Right. Uh, <laughs> right, Sebastian. Uh, sorry. It's, it's, yeah. But yeah. So this is the beginning of a saga, hopefully. Uh I gotta thank Lorraine for introducing me because she is like Lorraine's like one of the best people ever too. Yeah. Uh, she's she's like so nice and like generous. Like you don't have to you're hanging out with Joss Whedon at a bar and even if there's people around you don't have to be like oh hey come here. I want you to meet Joss Whedon. And she went out of her way to do that and like I can't express enough gratitude uh, to someone who is who is nice enough to do that. Much thanks. Yeah, go watch The Watcher, you guys. Yeah. Go watch The Watcher, like it all, and, and go watch her her own show, uh, Lorraine Sink Show, yeah. on YouTube, too. Because uh, she's great, and she's funny, and she's going places, kid. I, uh, I tapped my invisible cigar yeah. when I said that. So... We're gonna eat. We're gonna eat lunch now. We yep. again apologize for any loud noises, but this had to be done because this is the most important thing to happen to us in a while. Yeah, yeah. And I'm including myself in that by proxy. Of course. Oh god. So we'll be back next week with, with something. With something. Oh, we'll get. We'll have something. Got a lot sure. of something. 